Hello and welcome to Plusliga Highlights, a unique podcast focusing entirely on Plusliga, bringing you the very gist of the latest court events wherever you are, straight from an independent fan in Warsaw, Poland. Let's delve into the series of incomprehensible results, short-lived series and plot twists which only add more spice to the game. As some teams got bigger presents for this Christmas of 2021, and I am not talking here about points for the standings only, it surely was an eventful week. This is Plusliga Highlights, I am Mogo, Christmas week, here we go. The holiday season in Plusliga opened in Bełchatów, where Skra faced GKS Katowice. Skra didn't have Dick Coy again, or so it seemed, as he finally appeared on court, but more about it in a while. Instead, Skra had Tech as a starter, who was very efficient in attack, but brought a lot of trouble in passing. They also had Bieniek, who at times looked like the eldest central player among a team of younger greats. Not only is he taller, but he's also a complete centerpiece in their game. This time, Alexander Atanasievich gave a performance so low that Slobodan Kovac no longer had a choice but to opt for Damian Schultz, who replaced the Serb in the third set. Up until then, Atan attacked for 19% of kills and minus 20% of effectiveness, with four points, while Schultz, in his set and a half, brought 9 points for 65% and 56% of effectiveness. Skra was not a complete team that night and it was especially visible in the second set, which they dialy lost to Katowice 25-19. Weirdly, this wasn't enough for Katowice to get a tie-break in this game, as Skra took the third set and then completely destroyed GKS in set number 4. So much so that we saw Sebastian Adamczyk in the middle and Dick Coy disguised as Libro. He's currently struggling with a back injury, that's why he's not playing, but it looks like Slobodan Kovac wanted him to get some minutes on court in a green kit. Gikes Katowice should be very dissatisfied with their performance, as once again, Skrabohatu was a team that would not have withstood pressure if it was applied. The FBA award for this 3-1 win of Skrabohatu went, of course, to Mateusz Bieniek. Big trouble, or as you say in Polish, black clouds are looming over Rzeszów. First, they opened their Saturday confrontation against Warta Zawiercie without their ex-Zaksa duo Paweł Zatorski, the stellar libero, and Jakub Kochanowski in the middle. They were replaced by Michał Potera and Bartłomiej Królicki, respectively. As such, they had a terrible opening, especially in passing, and at 1-7, Drzyzga and Muzaj were benched in a double substitution with Wojcicki and Butski. Czebul, usually the leader of the underwhelming Resovia, had 13% of kills and minus 38% of effectiveness. In his defense, he was sick earlier in the week and was quickly replaced by the veteran of the team, Rafał Buszek. On the opposite side of the net, Zawiercie continued the good performance from the good sets against Skra last week and quickly it was 2-0 for Zawiercie in this game. Resovia, to much surprise, managed to get the third set as Zawiercie lost their flow, but they were not strong enough to take the fourth set as well. Strong were the reactions of the fans in the stands who booed the team again this season. 
The MVP awards went to Miguel Tavares and Zavierce come out of this series of five games against top-tier teams with three wins, including against the reigning champion. They look inconsistent, that's for sure, but they are certainly hungry for more next year. As for the Soviet, they go into this period of Spotify wrap-ups of the year with a strong hangover. One for the players and the other for the club for making the same mistakes and expecting different results. Currently, they stand 5-7 in the league and are now only 7th in the standings. As Saturday went on, we moved to Jastrzębie for the game against Czarni Radom. This week, we learned that Stefan Boyer will be temporarily replaced by Arpad Barotti, a Hungarian opposite known in Plusliga as he played for Zaxa some seasons ago. So far, he was not with the team yet. And generally speaking, this year, some top-tier teams have a more relaxed schedule and providing they keep their focus high, they smoothly ease into the holiday period. This was the case for Zaxa, although that was a little bit troubled, and it was surely the case for Jastrzemski, who played Czarni Radom in their last game of the year, excluding the Polish Cup, and they kept their focus indeed, rather enjoying it on court, so much so that they crashed Radom painfully 25-9 in the second set, mostly thanks to amazing services by Tomasz Formal, who was the MVP of the game, serving a total of 25 times for five aces. All in all, despite some pushback from Radom in the third set, Jastrzemski easily won this game and Tonyuti and Klevno got their Christmas fellows already in the second set as Tervaporti and Shimura are getting more court time recently. If you thought Azadis Orson had an eventful week last week, wait for what happened this weekend. First, the club announced to have terminated the contract of Mesam Salehi following his injury and the surgery that Salehi requested to have immediately, despite contrary advice. As such, he won't be able to play this season anymore and thus ended his chapter in Orson. So far, it is unknown whether the club will find a replacement, but secondly, Azates announced their new head coach. And it surely is one of the most wow coaching transfers since a while in Plus Liga. Brazilian Javier Weber, recently seen in Funvik Natal, as recently as in the last club World Championships, will now be the head coach of Azates Orson. He's not scheduled to arrive until after Christmas, though, and will first see him on the side of the court on January the 5th. For now, Martin Mirzejewski is keeping the seat warm for him. And as they came to Warsaw to face Projekt Warszawa, they had a very serious HR problem. Taylor Avril continues to be unavailable, which means another game for Szymon Jakubiszak as a starter, and DJ DeFalco stayed in Austin as he had come down with an illness earlier this week. With Salehi gone, that meant that the youngster, 90-year-old, Viktor Janiszewski would debut as a starting outside hitter. That also pushed Marcin Mirzejewski to have the libero of the team, Jędrzej Gruszczyński, wear a normal kit in case he would have to help Janiszewski in passing, and thus Jakub Cinaitis was promoted as first libero of the team. With that many changes to the lineup, this might have seemed to be an easy game for Warsaw, but they had their problems themselves. While Petkovic is back in the game after his back injury, Earlier this week, they played against Ezirat Bankashi Ankara in the Champions League and suffered a humbling defeat on their home court 
which truly complicates their position in the poll and really disgusted their fans who criticised the lack of mental strength displayed by the team. And this Sunday it seemed like Warsaw didn't shake it out yet. This was another sleepy game for Warsaw. Despite such HR problems, Olsten stood up to project with Janiszewski doing a decent job in passing and Jan Fiedle being very sly in attack distribution, often choosing Poremba and Jakubiszak in the middle. Andringa very aptly tried to step into the Falcos' shoes and became the leader of the team, saving many aces, blocks and being very efficient in attack. Only Karol Butrym, the opposite, had a worse-than-usual performance, not for the first time recently, and that made it more difficult for Orson to defeat Warsaw, but was nevertheless enough to get a point as we saw a tiebreak in Warsaw. It was a very unusual game. First, Austin would put their 100% in defeating Warsaw in one set, only to lose 25-14 in the next. And that repeated twice. And that's how we went into the fifth set, where Bartosz Kvolek, uncontested leader of the team, basically settled the score for Warsaw with service and attack, who was, of course, elected the MVP of the game. This notwithstanding, Azadez can be happy with the point and wait for the new coach and the two Americans to come back, while Warsaw has been in the pits since their good performance against Zawiercie two weeks ago. Is it Christmas distraction or is it a show of further weakness? Do you remember what happened on the 6th of November this year? That was the last day when Zagsak and Jerzyn Kozle lost a set in Plus Liga. It was in their game against Resovia Rzeszów. Many tried to repeat the feat since, but all failed until Kuprum Lubin came to Kędzierzyn Kozle this Sunday. The players of Kuprum could very well be giving motivation pep talks, as they may not be a very consistent team after losing hard-won advantages. They surely are one of the best teams in the league at keeping their chin up. It's enough for them to have one or two good rallies and their heads are back up again. And this was the case in this game as well. While leading Lili throughout the whole first set, Lubin eventually fell victim to the Zaxa factor. Usually breaking their opponents like that in the first set is enough for Zaxa to register a quick 3-0 win, but not today. Kuprum just repeated the stratagem in the second set by leading even by six points, and while Zaxa may have equaled the score to 20-20, this time they were less efficient against Kuprum's copper energy and we had a draw after the first two sets. At this point, Zaxa fans may have started to fear the scenario from the last regular season when the relaxed Zaxa, already sure to rank first, lost to Lubin on their home court in a rather shocking chain of events. But not today. Finally, Zaxa squeezed some last pieces of motivation before Christmas and pushed Kuprum in four sets. Nevertheless, Lubin fought hard and showed promising game for the next battles, providing this is not lost at the Christmas table. The MVP award went to Kamil Semenyuk, but it was surely not as seamless a performance as we used to see from Zaxa. But you have to remember, they went to Novosibirsk only this, this week, where they splendidly won against Lokomotiv in the Champions League. Christmas Miracles in Bluesliga started this Sunday night and continued until Monday. First, Schlepsk Suwałki took long-awaited three points from Gdańsk as the Gdańsk Lions 
after the very two efficient performances looked helpless on the court again. Suvalki were perhaps very motivated in this confrontation as before the game, the president of the club, Wojciech Winnik, admitted that he would consider both changes in the staff and in the roster in order to improve the situation in the club. Despite this rather bleak perspective, you could see very good energy in Suwałki, with Adrian Buchowski and Paweł Halaba perfectly executing their roles in the back row and on the net, respectively. And as Andreas Stakfam ended the first set with an ace, it became clear that Suwałki finally reclaimed the flow that was long lost. Meanwhile, Gdańsk looked like it took a few steps back, which was especially visible after Mateusz Czunkiewicz, the libero of the team of Suwałki, scored a point by merely sending the ball on the side of Gdańsk. Throughout the game, the Lions had opportunities to take the initiative in nearly all sets. They were even leading, but sooner or later, this was squashed by Suwałki, who would push back. Especially in the fourth set, as Gdańsk led throughout the set, everyone was already preparing for a tiebreak at 24-22, but then Suwałki pushed back once more and Bartłomiej Bałądź, the opposite of the team, scored the last two points of the game to get Suwałki this amazing Christmas joy on the bus. It would seem that Piotr Łukasik has now lost his status as a starter to Paweł Halaba, who got the MVP award and who finally looked like the very Paweł Halaba we had seen two years ago in Trefl Gdańsk indeed. All in all, this is an inexplicable series of troubled teams helping each other. First, Trefl had their breakthrough, winning against Resove Rzeszów, that carried them on to their next win against Luke Lublin. Then Rzeszów was helped last week by the drowning Suwałki, and now Suwałki win against Trefl. Let me know if you have any conspiracy theories regarding these results. And finally, on Monday, as a result of this rather surprising three points for Suwałki, it was perhaps the last resort game for Stalnysa as Suwałki increased their gap between the two teams. And the task wasn't easy as they came to look Lublin to face the rookie of the year, who is definitely outperforming this season. As Lublin opened with Saye as a starter instead of Sobala in the middle, Nissa had Dembski as a second outside hitter instead of Penchev or Buczko, and Maciej Zajder in the middle replaced Mitchell Stoll, who was not even with the team. It would seem that the likes of Grzegorz Pająk, Wojciech Wodarczyk, Bartosz Filibiak and Jakub Wachnik would give an easy win to the fans in their last home game of this year, but this was never confirmed on the floor. The very first set was very tight, ending with Nissa taking it 32-30 after Luke Lublin wasted five set balls. The away team was especially good in spectacular digs and you could see that they exuded good energy in their 13th game of the season while they were still without their first victory. In the second set, Nissa continued to be pumped but needed two tries at least to get a significant point. For instance, to take advantage, score a set ball. But luckily for them, Luke Lublin every time just let them have a second go and thus, in a slow-paced way, we saw Nissa finally take it as it was 2-0 for Nissa, and a big opportunity was opening up for them. To make matters worse for Lublin, in the beginning of the third set, they lost their leader Grzegorz Pająk, who suddenly suffered a back injury and was replaced by Igor Gniecki without a chance of coming back on court. 
This surely broke the already low morale in the team as in the whole game they were struggling with their own performance and it was just an uphill battle for them. For instance, after the first two sets, the two middle blockers scored one point out of ten tries. Gniecki, despite a good game and improved connection with the middles, was not enough to stimulate his team and stop Nissa, who finally did it. They took their maiden win in an extremely important game against Luk Lublin and may now await for the fan club to resume support during games. It was also a maiden win for coach Blinsky in his history of coaching in Plusliga. The MVP award went to Vasim Bentara as in a thank you for all the points he had scored so far for the team. And there is perhaps even more good news for Nissa this end of the year as they seem to have reinforced their roster with a Moroccan Zohir El-Graoui who was let go by the French Tour. If his medical tests come out fine, he'll join Nissa coming from the leader of the French League to the last team of Plus Liga. This is it for today, but stay tuned with Plus Liga highlights as next year only brings more emotion in Plus Liga. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and on Twitter. And if you have anything to say to me, you can write to me at plusligahighlights at gmail.com. This was Plus Liga highlights. I am Margot. See you next year.